0: Scott. So, Ian. Yeah. Who's in the room? What? Who's in the room? But the movie? No, this room. Who's in it? Me and you? Us. <laughs> are you gonna tell me to get out? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was bad. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Peele is on his way to shoot the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that was bad. That was bad. I apologize.
1: When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit.
0: They don't drink milkshakes, so I assure you. I have two guns. One for each of you. By the power of Grayskull? Well, there's nothing like experimenting. So, today we are going to be talking about Jordan Peele's newest release, Us.
1: Us is 100% on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: It's our time now.
1: This Friday... Run! The wait is over for the best horror film of all time. Jordan feels Us.
0: Yeah, so Us is a brand new movie from Jordan Peele of Get Out, and it centers around a family who are having the best summer vacation of their life. Exactly. An absolutely great summer vacation, Santa Cruz, nothing's going to go wrong at all. It's got Lupita, it's got Winston, it's got them all. And then suddenly they find themselves confronted by a group of doppelgangers. <sighs> Oh, that's not, that's not ideal. Yeah, no, that's not ideal. So, um, pretty much for this, I we're going to start non-spoilers, and then we'll delve into spoilers. Non-spoilers, this film is another triumph from Jordan Peele, who, I don't know what it is, but it's like anything he puts his hand to, he just ends up just kicking the crap out of it. Like, he just keeps bringing out gold. Yeah, I think this is just as good, if not better, than Get Out. Me, personally, I am kind of, I think they are both on par but Get Out slightly gets it for me, but that's my own personal taste. Overall, it's still a stellar film. It's got probably it's got a soon to be snubbed Oscar worthy performance from Lupita Nyong'o because yeah, yeah. She's, she's so good in this film that she's definitely not going to get she, it. She deserves um, two Oscars because um, well, as is all doppelgangers, the, mm. every single actor has for the most part two roles and Lupita smashes both of them. Definitely, yeah. Like, Lupita smashes them. Winston Duke, who is just impressing me with everything he does, is just smashes it as well. I think his kind of position as the more comic relief of the film actually works in favour of it, because it kind of relieves a bit of tension from the horror. Feels realistic as well. It yeah. feels like um, it doesn't feel like movie, like scenario. It makes it feel like there will always be mm. one person trying to like, like the stay movie, calm. Yeah. The kids as well are really good too. I think the younger one, Jason, the the kid, he's much. A, J, yeah, the, yeah, the younger kid, yeah, he is probably the better of the two. Yeah, I think he's given um, more to do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's actually. I'm just looking here. He's on a bit of a roll at the moment. He was. Really. Yeah, he was in uh, Kidding with Jim Carrey. Oh, really? Show. Good for him. Yeah. So good for him. Yeah. It's and then. I don't know I like not really, there's not really much we can say about the film without spoiling all the story, but right I think if you're looking at this from like a, just a techno level again, Jordan Peele kicks out of the park yeah um he, Jordan Peele manages to bring life into simple things, like um, a normal like shot on the beach has gone into like a totally new way mm. like he knows when to do the perfect overshot yeah. or. Um, I was gonna say P.O.V., but I don't think he does it. Um, but every single technique he uses, you can mm-hmm. see he's getting better. Yeah, like, I'd honestly say The cinematography is better than Get Out, which is a hard thing to. Be different sky. guy, a completely different guy as well. Yeah, that's um, what's his name? It's the guy who did um, It Follows, Mike Gulakis Yeah, he so he's best known for the extremely underseen It Follows. Mm, definitely, yeah. Um. What else can we talk about with this film? we thought about... Well, we can break down more of the horror, what we thought of that. The horror is... I, I think Jordan Peele <laughs> is the kind of horror director that understands that less is more, in that you don't need to see gore right away. Like, yeah. You don't need to see blood and guts and all this violence happening. It's slow, it needs to build, and it's not always jump scares jumping at you. So Yeah. yeah. The build-up is probably the best... What actually... The best thing about the horror in this movie, because mm. you know something's coming, like yeah. up to like the first act could just be any sort of coming of age movie. Yeah, but it feels like you just know something's not right, and it's that sort of tension that's in you before everything finally goes down. It left me like I was probably like tensing in my seat. Of course, yeah. I think that's also gives strength to how great Jordan Peele is as a writer in that. He's very easily able to mix different genres of film together. Like, one second, as you're saying, it feels like a normal family coming-of-age film, then suddenly becomes a home invasion film, then it goes straight horror, elements of comedy shifted in, and then it ends with... Ooh, that ending. We're not gonna, we'll talk about that more in the spoiler section, but that ending is a fantastic way to yeah. close out the film. It is perfecto. Mm. Um, and it's a really good study on both PTSD and America I feel yeah it's, it's funny in how before this film I felt like these, this was going to have less social commentary than Get Out it probably has very similar amounts I think Yeah. and it's touching on a very different subject as Get Out in that Get Out was more around race relations whereas this kind of touches on the state of America right now yeah. So. yeah and it wasn't like shoehorned in or it wasn't oh, no. preachy Mm. I think P.O. knows what he wants to say in his movies but he Mm. doesn't want to say it he wants you to find it it's very much show don't tell which uh, anytime I see that in the film I'm gonna wet myself over it's really good it's what all filmmakers should do and it's really there's one thing us who sort of um emphasize for me is that the horror genre right now is probably the strongest in cinema. Besides like the big commercial blockbuster ones, like anything to do in the conjuring universe mm-hmm. or um the I don't know, the like the latest jump scare of the week. It's it's funny because horror's seen quite a resurgence now in the past few years. Yes. Which I would honestly put on the conjuring. I feel like the conjuring the first kind of two conjurings are fir- Yeah the first two conjuring kind of I don't know what it was, but see, that once that came out, there was more and more good horror films coming probably out. Probably Insidious. Actually, yeah. yeah. I would even say Insidious. Yeah, it would probably be that. Sure, it's James Wan either way. Yeah. You can thank James Wan for making horror films. Blumhouse as well. Yeah, yes. Blumhouse too. Like, in the past few years, and not to get sidetracked from us, but just in the last year alone, we've had Hereditary... A new Halloween, mm. and now uh, we've had us. I'm pretty sure there's another one in there. I just can't remember. Happy Death Day to you. Yeah, I don't like that one. Though. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still upset about that. Oh, okay, it was. And yeah. um, Suspiria remake. Suspiria remake, yeah. Yeah, there's just been such like. There's no mm-hmm. other genre that I feel is making the strong so- case. And like with this year as well, there's more than likely gonna be a couple more like excellent horror films. You have oh, yeah. that one Pet Cemetery, in two weeks. Pet Cemetery in two weeks, and then you have that one coming out in the summer by the director of Heter- Hereditary. Midsummer, Midsummer, mid-summer. Yeah. that's gonna be great, I think. And yeah, I am. I feel. Like, do you want to move into spoilers now? I feel like, or we get yeah, just a quick little overview. Of yeah, things, what we both s- well thought. spoiler-free. This film is a fantastic addition to the horror genre great performance by Lupita Nyong'o, which is definitely deserves an Oscar, but won't get it. Um, definitely go see it if you love horror, see it if you love Jordan Peele. Just go and see it and support good horror films, because that means we get more of them. Yeah, and I'm exactly in the same boat as that. I think this is the best movie of the year by far. Um, I think Peele is proving once and once again that the hype around him is real. Everything he's touching is turning into gold And if you just want a movie that you can talk to Whoever you've seen it with for hours after This is the movie And I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5 I am also going to give it a 5 out of 5 I think it's on par to his last film, Get Out Get Out again Kind of does it for me more than this film But that's purely my opinion They're still both 5 out of 5s Go and see us Now we move on to the spoilers so also, everyone dies yes, no also I did this video, but um, don't forget timestamp yes yeah. 10, just 17. when you're editing it, yeah. click, I, did you put it in the Captain Marvel? Eh, yeah, I did not no so just, okay someone wants to fast forward yeah <laughs> okay. so we move into this so spoilers now um did you like when um, Chadwick Boseman came in? Yeah, and, uh, and I loved when um, T'Challa showed up, yeah. and they brought them all to Wakanda to keep them safe from the doppelgangers, until it turns out Wakanda is actually a doppelganger cool. for Africa. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, yeah, let's actually talk about spoilers. Yeah. Um That ending... Can we talk about the opening? I think... Uh, the, that opening first. Yeah. Like, that opening... I full-on didn't think they were going to go that route. In regard, I thought it would just start straight with the family, and then it just shows young Lupita. I so, okay. So I made a bit of a mistake while I was watching it. Okay. In the opening scene, I couldn't remember because I've only seen one ad for this before I seen it yeah. on Christmas Day. Mm. So I couldn't really remember anything about it. Yeah. So I thought the movie was set in the eighties, and I thought. The oh girl, really? It was the main girl? Oh really? And I thought, you forgot Lupita when Nyong'o was in it. Or... No, I thought it was Lupita Nyong'o, and then I was like, is that not meant to be Winston Duke, her husband. I, yeah. like, I thought it was like Cave Stamford. Do you know who that was? It um, was yaya abdul yeah, from Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. Look at him. He's going everywhere. He's going was, places. Yeah, but um, yeah. So once I went to present day, I'm gonna go. I was like, oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, there's <laughs> so, the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that opening, I actually. Really, like, really sets the tone for what the film is. Yeah. And I like that they immediately just, instead of just waiting to fit, like to go with the doppelganger, they just immediately say, no, this film has doppelgangers in it. Because like, yeah. I, I thought it was going to be a case of, oh, it's just, oh, it's great. It's like nice, warm family. And they slowly introduce the doppelganger. Yeah. And uh, foreshadowing with the TV at the start. Yeah. He loves it. He's very good at foreshadowing, I have to say. Yeah. He's really freaking good at it. Did, so, so he goes into the maze thing. Yeah, and she sees someone exactly the same as her. Yeah. What did you think actually happened when you watched it? Uh, or did when you I first stuff, put it together, do you know what it was? I immediately thought, oh, so she's she's now gone on the girl. The dog guy has now gone on and gone up and taken her place. That's what I thought, especially because she wasn't talking in the next scene. That's what I had thought happened. I but then but then later on when they start talk, I feel like oh maybe that didn't happen and at the end when Lupita ends up killing the doppelganger yeah. I thought oh oh maybe that didn't happen okay yeah and then the ending happens and I'm like oh so for me at least the reveal still hit me because I felt like there was already a reveal before that all right I got absolutely fooled Really. I genuinely believed that she was just in shock after seeing the doppelganger Yeah And was like in Like And then I thought She was Look What's her I think it's Adelaide's so character. Adelaide yes Yeah I thought she was suffering From PTSD Which she was Which she was Which she yeah. was But I thought it was genuine Because she's seen Joan the exact same as her Of course So then when she finally kills The actual one yeah. I was just like and she start making like the grunting noises. Like, mm-hmm. like oh, so Pio's trying to show us that we can change into the worst versions of herself. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then she... they're driving home. Everything's like no. Nope, she literally is the worst version of herself. Yeah, and the son knows. Mm. And I think it, it's like it's a really tragic ending as well because you just think this little girl had her life taken away from her by another little girl who had her life taken had away. her life taken away from her, and it's kind of like it's just it's something you don't really see a lot, which I, I like. Yeah, it was, it's one of those endings along the same lines as the film, like, um, Gone Baby Gone. Yeah. Where you don't know how to feel about it. You got to put yourself into the yeah. situation and be like, what would you do? And I love when a movie does that. Yeah, I, lo- I really like the films just make you feel pure uncomfortable. Like, that kind of feeling is great, I think. It was so eerie. It was eerie. Yeah. And I, like, you could, the kid as well, um, playing playing Jason. He did a great job in that final scene too, like him because he looked like, oh shit, my mom is not my mom. But she is my mom. My mom, is, mom? My mom yeah. is my mom, but like, uh... yeah. And then came putting on the mask again, I was like, oh. I also have to say, not only was this the honestly this recent, not only was this one of the first ever horror films to be purely headlined by a, a an African American cast it was also one of the first horror films where the entire African American family survives because yeah. Game doesn't die the two kids don't die Lupin and Younger doesn't die although well yeah, yeah then we yeah. find out at the end but like everyone that we've been at with the entire film, survive. They all survive. they all survive it's only it's only the white people I thought Gabe was a goner. <laughs> I thought he, was, I thought he was gonna die on the boat. Like, on the boat, yeah. I thought he was dying outside the house. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought, When he just comes out of the bat. You think, oh, he's done for. No, um, when he gets dragged out. Yeah, 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 yeah I thought. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, Gabe, Gabe's the goner. I thought it was like once he got on the boat, I was like, no, he's gonna Abraham's gonna kill him there. So, so what should we go to? And I think just. They're the only major problem I would have with the film is if you really start to think about a lot of the logistics of the film you kind of go, wait how in the hell does the government have have able to build tunnels all under America able to have doppelgangers of everybody and able to like all like if you start thinking about that shit you're going to lose your mind and start speaking in animus, animalistic sounds like the people from Us yeah but maybe a lot of them were like projected like from Lupita's mind. Yeah, that's Pre- what I might yeah. Yeah. Like see those I don't I, I don't. Yeah, like it's hard to even think about. Like because for me for me it's like a very much it's only something if I choose to think about it I'm going to get pissed yeah. off about it. But it's not going to impact my enjoyment of the film. It's pu- or like make the film make break the film because like, I keep thinking about the logic of the go- of the government in this film. Yeah. And how you, I really love how you see the homeless man be in the ambulance. Yeah. Like the first going to the beach. Mm. And it's like he's the first one they got. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Man. And the whole like hands across America thing as well, which was such a strange thing to put in. It was so goofy, I loved it. It was so good. Well, like, did you yeah. ever, you never heard of that before, had you? Vaguely? <laughs> yeah, because I'd heard of it vaguely before too. And then I looked it up. And it's like, actually, I'm going to look it up here now again just to get it a get it up but it was the Hunting Cross America thing was a benefit event like where people there was a human chain for 15 minutes across um, America and I said how right. did go? Um, it go? Like, it was from like did they raise like, any any dollars? they raised 34 million dollars so it was a big thing it was a massive thing there was like the whole route went from New York to, to New York to Long Beach California like, this was a massive... And there was, like, celebrities involved as well. There was um, Liza Minnelli, uh, Edward James Almost, Yoko Ono, Jerry Lewis, uh, Ronald Reagan. I wonder whose hands they were holding. Well, Michael Jackson was apparently in it as well. Uh, Michael J. Fox, Chewbacca the Wookiee. Right. Was Jason's mask a Chewbacca mask? Or was it <laughs> do you know just what? me trying to... Do you know do what? It? I think it could have been a Chewbacca mask so hard to tell. Mm. I couldn't tell what it was like one of the level cheap ones, but I mean, then at the same time mm-hmm. I was like, is it a vampire? Or like, I couldn't tell. I feel like it could have been a really cheap Chewbacca mask. There, there is a sequence I want to talk about. Actually, no. There's two sequences. Tell me about your sequences. First one, how did you feel about the when the doppelgangers first arrived? The doppelgangers first arrived, I was shitting myself. It was great. It was a very... It's a fucking... Like, Home Invasion's things, for me, are, are some of the most terrifying things you can put on a horror film. And especially the way they present it in this film, where they just, they're just they just standing there for a while. If you like, want to get crazy... Let's we, get crazy. Oh, so, uh, so good. And Like, if you want to get crazy, we can get crazy! <laughs> uh, Winston Duke was hysterical. Winston Duke, he, Winston Duke is a very charismatic actor, and I love seeing him in more things. Like, he's... He just makes like he, ele- he can elevate the material very easily, um, and my biggest laugh for me was near the end um, when him and a daughter whose name actually came, Zora Zora they're at the ambulance and they yeah. see the big lightning. and he goes what kind of fucked up arts fair is <laughs> <And, like, laughs> So good, like, and I actually really think, even in the more dramatic and intimate scenes, he's really great. Like, the conversation that Pete and Young is like, I'm gonna say Adelaide because, like, just because, yeah. yeah, the conversation Adelaide has with Gabe, where she's like telling him about her PTSD and about like how this thing happened to her when yeah. she was a kid and it feels like he's come back. He's been a very, he's very realistic. And that's he's very like he's a very doting husband, but he feels very real in how he's responding to her yeah. he's like he believes her, but it's like I <laughs> right I know I have heard no one else say this so far yeah. except me, right go ahead was he wearing his retainer the whole movie right so when he's going into the bedroom he puts the retainer in yeah that yeah. me thinking was well, he do you know what he could have had the retainer on the entire movie yeah. it's so stupid <laughs> which that's just a small thing, Liam. No, yeah. I know, but I I I wear a retainer and Yeah. like like I like, it was so impressed with speech sounds the same, cause when I wear my eye kind of talking like this. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna like He must have taken it out like then. He must have taken it out. What what um what age would you put him down for? Uh, uh I would Duke? uh Winston Duke I would say is thirty six. He's only thirty two. Oh thirty two fuck yeah, he's a young P. man. Peter's thirty six. Oh really? Yeah. I would, have, I would have thought she'd be like 33 It makes n- no sense to me How Disney has wasted her For five uh, years Lavinia Yongo is a very underrated and wasted actor- actress She only has like 20 something credits Oh yeah but it's like, She was wasted in Star Wars, The Jungle Book And um, was that one? Another big one she was wasted in um, Star Black Wars Panther. and Black Panther Can I um, give you a little bit Of a hot take for me? I don't think she deserved the Oscar for Supporting Actress for 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> what? Me, personally. Who? Who deserved it more? Uh, I'm give me the nomination. So, I'm going to give you the nomination. Like, p- she was terrific. I do think she played. was terrific. I do think she was very, very good. I won't deny that. Like, if, you, if you can tell me someone that year who deserved more than her. I can very much tell you okay, someone. Give, give like, give me, the let list. me Let me give you the list now. So, that year you had Sally Hawkins for Blue Jasmine. J-Law, Jennifer Lawrence. For American Hustle, yeah. Julia Roberts for August August Osage County, mm-hmm. and June Squibb for Nebraska. Who you put in head? Sally Hawkins. Sally Hawkins. Over yeah, there. no, I disagree. No, I I disagree. For there. me, Sally I, Hawkins was very well in that movie. Sally Sally Hawkins is one of my favorite actresses of all time. Like she is amazing, and I want her to get all of the awards. And she'll never get all the awards because she didn't get it from fucking shape water it for anything. Yes, no, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but back think, to us. Yes. Um. Yeah, so after the house invasion sequence, it sort of splits everyone up, and yeah. they're all fighting their doppelgangers. So well, exactly, I want to talk about each individual doppelganger. Let's talk about Jason first, Yeah. because that's my favorite interaction with the doppelgangers, because it's not really that much of a fight. Okay, so my interpretation yeah. is that they're all, obviously they're showing the worst, right? So... Jason's one is showing his animalistic side yeah so he's sort of like the wild one so mm-hmm. he's literally he reminds me of um, have you ever seen the wild thornberries I have yeah like he, he reminds me of the kid. kid from that yeah, yeah. I get that um, for me for me that scene is really cute in that he basically he tricks them he basically just tricks the upper ganger and tries then to do it again later in the film and I really like the kind of like him showing him as well the burnt the burnt top of his face yeah. It just all felt like very s- kind of intimate about it. Did like, I send you the, the comment I found about that on YouTube? You did, yes. Yeah. yeah that was so there's a rumor. <laughs> there's a theory that the burns came from um, j- any time Jason successfully did the magic trick, it would have oh, burned yeah. the other one in the face. Of course, yeah. Which is <laughs> so dark. Um, what about um, Zora and her Oh Okay, so I thought her one. Right, Zora always ran. Mm-hmm. Her doppelganger never ran once. The doppelganger just strolled. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah, she doesn't need to. I think her doppelganger is probably the freakiest looking one. Like just because of the eyes, Did the eyes think- fucking freak me out. I think uh, red was the scariest one. A for, me, like a, a, one. A, for me, it's like it's for me to toss between the two of them because I think red kind of has it as well with the voice. Yeah. Yeah, because that whole that oh. also as well. Once I realized, once the twist came, I was like so that's why she's the only one that speaks well yeah was her voice like that because she can't remember English or because she got her vocal because, cords because her vocal cords got damaged really? that's what I took it as yeah. like, because she has got her vocal cords damaged and she's in a tunnel for most of her life she's not going to have the medical attention that um, yeah. Adelaide would have gotten plus no one else speaks English that everyone, yeah. I really like that everyone else doesn't speak English I like yeah. that it's all just like noises yeah um, as you are saying about uh, Zora's one um her death scene the doppelganger yeah. is really good it's fucked sick she's just like bent over on a tree hysterically laughing mm. but um there is i also read another interesting theory that mm-hmm. lou p or maybe stop calling her lupita and, um, <laughs> adelaide um checked on both of them and was screaming when they died because she recognizes that they're her own people.
1: Ooh. And that's
0: why she was so upset, because they come from the same place. And she yeah. was a kid just like them going through it. Oh, God. So she knows that, like. That's kind of sucky. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that theory quite a bit. Because it wouldn't make sense just for her to, like, check. What I really like as well is that there's. Anytime Red speaks, it is almost like, the, like a kid is speaking or someone who hasn't heard English since about the age of 10. It's so scary. Yeah, it's like the once upon a time thing. And like, also like everything, the handcuff as well, handcuff to the chair. I was like... And and when she presses her head down on the table and the last crack. Mm. Yeah. There's just there's so many good things about this film to talk about and I feel like we, have, we haven't even talked about Elizabeth Moss and Tim Heidecker in it uh, they're good. hilarious in it like, they're really good Elizabeth Moss who like I've only ever seen her in dramatic roles I've never seen her do anything funny, funny. Like, and she's really fucking funny in this she was great. Uh, Tim, um, Tim Heidecker who just can't say anything without being goofy is great in it and yeah, they're both also great as their doppelgangers. My actually favorite sequence, well, one of my favorite scenes of the year is their... Uh, their death scene. Their death scene. Yeah, it was, it's sick. It completely caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Ophelia, which is an Alexis-Alexa ro- yeah. Alexis, robot, mm-hmm. um, but the two daughters are like, what's going on? And from mm-hmm. nowhere, one just gets sliced. Slice. It's funny, because when, when the other doppelgangers come out, for me, that was when the, other, the, the movie started to switch. And I was like, wait, this is much, much bigger than I thought. Yeah. Because like, at first, you're only introduced to the four original doppelgangers. But then you're like, what the fuck? It makes sense. So oh, yeah, like no. Only, you probably in that situation you think this was only happening to us. Mm. And then it's like, oh, no, it's not. Yeah. And then, of course, the ending where it's all the doppelgangers joining hands across America. Yeah on a lesson of moss on the floor. Called the police. Mm. And very good in that way. Fuck the police by the police. So good. Uh, that whole scene in the house and the battle scene between um the Wilsons yeah. and uh, what was the other family's name? Uh they don't really have they don't have a any... according to the Tylers. The Tylers Yeah. Yeah. The Wilsons against the Evil Tylers That was nice. Phenomenal. Uh t- you know was like I my one major thing I will always think about this film is that at the end of the day, you can have horror, you can have twists, you can have anything, but you won't have a film that has Winston Duke in a baseball bat telling people, you're going to get fucking crazy. <laughs> it's so good. And I loved The Boat. Boat's great. The boat is so funny. Yeah. Exactly. One thing that confused me was I was about like, in and I'm out on that was the second boat. Yeah, when they go back to the boat. Yeah. yeah. That's the only scene in the movie I was like, okay, I do Well, that's when I, like I was saying earlier on, that's when I thought Dave um, was going to die. I yeah. thought Abraham was going to kill them Yeah. I genuinely thought at the end there would be the doppelgangers running the show, and they all, but I was like, oh no, they're all dead. What do you think they do after? I feel the like. What do you think happens after? I don't know, because if this is like, oh, it's all of America that is, has a doppelganger, then like, does the army just come in and kill them all? The army could be dead though. The army could be dead. Everyone could be dead, and the doppelgangers just took hold. You yeah. never know. Does the president have? Does Trump have a doppelganger? Because yeah, if so, I'd love to see that. Um, what would the evil version of him be? Just bald. Just bald. Evil version of him be Lex Luthor. It's like dripping with his fake tan. A really fake, tan, yeah. dripping Lex Luthor. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh. Wow. Um, also, what I wanted to ask was... Yeah. No, no, I can save it. I can save it. It's okay. No, you can ask. You can ask. Uh, I was going to save it to a box office, but... What I was well, we gonna we'll save say Yeah. But what I was going to say was, do you think we're going to get a sequel? For us? Yeah. No. You're yeah. I think there's a chance I don't think there should, there's a chance for a sequel purely because one, I don't think Jordan Peele is, a con- is, would, is the kind of director that would go for sequels unless he had a solid idea for this this works as well as it does because it's very self-contained but you could say the same about um, A Quiet Place from last year Quite a quiet place. I could see getting a sequel, though. That's the thing, because you you're still in that world with that, and you have the rest of the family, and you can tell their story. With this, not so. Well, much. You can't really have the doppelgangers. Like you can't, you're gonna have the doppelgangers again. You don't have a twist like you have the end yeah. of the film. You can't. You you're over the initial shock of the doppelgangers. So unless he finds a fresh enough idea, yeah. it doesn't work. They, they, then he goes. There's doppelgangers. Love the doppelgangers. Do you think Peele's gonna stay with um, horror? Uh, I
1: directing could see. Him. I could
0: see him directing another uh, one—a horror comedy, a straight horror comedy. That'd be good. I don't know. I think what the acclaim he's getting, I feel like he's gonna make prestige drama. Prestige drama. I, I feel can see like, him doing a kind of prestige drama with horror elements. Can I make a big prediction? The next Jordan Peele movie is going to win best picture. I don't think it's going to win Best Picture, but he's going to win Best Director for it. Maybe even... No, I don't know if he will win it for this. If he let't it to forget Out. I mean, like, he deserved a Forget Out script, and the fact that he didn't get it for... He, I, think, I think Lupita will be nominated. Really? Because I was sort of thinking there, right? Daniel Kaluuya was nominated. Yeah, that's why I fair. don't write off Lupita's performance. I don't think he'll be written off, actually, yeah. Especially if you put into the fact that Daniel Kaluuya got nominated. And it's not, like... Um, it's Universal as well. Yeah, Universal love their marketing campaign, yeah. so. um, did they Were Universal the ones that um, did Bohemian Rhapsody? No, 20th Century Fox. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Let me Cause cause it open, Because cause it opens up. With... Because I'm just thinking about... No, it was Paramount. 20th Century Fox was someone new with that, 100%. And it's it's if you go on the like Bohemian Rhapsody soundtrack, there's the 20th Century Fox intro. And 20th... Uh, oh, sorry, no, it was 20th Century Fox. I'm just thinking, because Rocketman is coming out now, and it's written That's by Paramount. Paramount, so, yeah. Yeah, which I am like, so excited for that. But So here, actually, I'm going to make a prediction now. Lupita will be the only thing that's nominated from this film for the, at the Oscars. I don't think it would get nominated for Best Picture screenplay. Maybe screenplay, definitely, but it would not get a Best Picture nomination purely because it's not in the sa- It's not while it is certainly doing very well at the box office. And I think it's very well acclaimed for good reason. I don't think it's going to hit the same kind of cultural touchstone that Get Out hit mm. because Get Out came at this very a very well opportune time as well. Um, I feel like best picture is impossible to predict these days. True. Because look at even last year's nominations there was such a broad mix. Yeah, like Black Panther, which was out in like the beginning yeah. of the year when they used to say like a movie released in February and never gets nominated. And I, honestly I'm so happy that's changing them. That. Yeah, yeah exactly. so I do think um like we don't know what the rest of the year is gonna hold. Go. Maybe there it's will true. be more more films that are on the same level, if not mm, better than us. Definitely, yeah. But for the moment, this is my movie of the year. Honestly, I would agree with you right now, this is my movie of the year. What's, your, what's your second Does that of interest? Uh, editing the movie, Ooh, right, right now? Yeah, because I know mine. My, Mine's my the movie I keep telling you the that you haven't oh, watched. Well, oh, yeah, no, you told me already, yeah. Pal- 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 on pal- 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 yeah. Uh, I don't really have a, a second movie of the year now. I'm trying to even think. I'll try, you right Dragon. Lego? Uh. They're my three and four. Yeah, I'd put I'd probably put Half Dragon like. I saw Ollie. I saw Sam Ollie last year though. So. Uh, what? Well. It came out last year. No. Yeah. Ah! Uh, don't I tell me I have to get rid of it on my list. Uh yeah. Don't tell I me mean, it's 2018. Is it, 20- it is 20- it 2018. It is a 2018 film. Oh, yeah. I have to pick it off my list. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh no. I'm very, I'm, I've never just ruined your day. Yeah, but I might just go rewatch it. <laughs> it's a lovely film. Um, um, right. And a movie. It's lovely. Stan and Ollie? Oh, I thought you meant us. Oh, <laughs> this is a lovely <laughs> film, yeah. yeah. It's fun for all the family. But I think, overall, I'm very happy I saw us. Yeah, it's a fucking great film. Everything about it works. And a bloody twist. is. Gets you every time. Mhm. He he got me. He got. He, he got me. And do you think now? Actually, here's a big thing. Do you think Jordan Peele is now going to be the next M Night Shyamalan? No. In the way, in the way that M Night Shyamalan people were like, oh, he's the next Spielberg. Oh. Well, um, oh, yes, but I don't think Peele is going to um, fail with the presser. Well, I don't, I don't because think M Night was went straight into film. Mm. whereas Pio's work to get an opportunity to be in film. has like spent most of his life doing yeah. this. And he's at net, he's 40. He's older than Shyamalan though, is he? Shyamalan, Shyamalan. is 43, I think. Or like like Shyamalan's a, like middle-aged. Yeah. I think Pio he has enough connections that Holy shit, Shyamalan's nearly 50. Is he? He's 48. uh peo has enough connection like to TV as well. Also I don't know what. Again, I've only discovered through us that Jordan P.O. is married to Chelsea Peretti. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. Did not know this. Mm. Um, but I think he, at the moment, he's going the right way about it to being a sort of Tarantino cult co- mm. figure. Yeah, definitely. Here's what I want him to do his next film has to get Key and Oscar. Key and Oscar? It has to get Key and Michael Key <laughs> he and Oscar. He has the acting range to do it. Oh yeah, like, it's funny, I'm surprised, I understand, no, I completely understand why he hasn't done a film with Keegan, like, where he's directing it. I don't think he would. Oh no, I don't think so either, but I really love it. I really love it if he was the reason that he got an Oscar. What? Keegan looks forty. 48. Keegan's 48. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking he did look older. Yeah, but I, even so, he's Keegan my Key, he will do whatever he wants. Yeah, I'm just looking at his, see, like, how the how Jordan Peele's other half was doing well it's funny because he's going be the Lion King, King. Uh, he is he is gonna be the Lion King yeah he's doing uh, in Toy Story 4 they both are yeah oh that's so um, nice it's funny because Keegan has done more TV stuff since leaving Um, since they stopped doing Key and Peele uh, which is fair fair enough he, he can do what he likes he's minted after that I've seen him in a lot I've seen him in like blockbusters yeah but oh, it's a, in, um have you seen Why Him? Yes, he's in that. He's very good on that. He is. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's mm-hmm. in that. He's in a lot of like big budget, like Hollywood, like oh. stuff films. He hasn't done like anything like Predator. Yes, oh. he is. He's terrible in it. I hate that movie. Um, he's in there. Yeah. Was a movie I watched last week called Win It All with uh, Jake Johnson. It's um, a Netflix original. Oh, yeah? Uh, Jake Johnson playing a recovering Recovering gambler. It's a comedy, though. Hmm. And uh, Keegan Michael Key plays his uh, sponsor. Oh, okay. Well worth a watch. Very nice. Yeah. I think now might be the best time to come off of this stellar film because we're getting off track (laughs) talking about Keegan Michael Key Uh, and filmography. (laughs) I think we might as well move on to Box Office Bonanza. We, we actually never even addressed why we did a upload last week. Yeah, last week we actually were doing a live show with the DCU FM and Diversity Broadcast, all in aid of Irish Heart Foundation. Hashtag FM has heard. I say that fifty times fast enough. Uh, but we just we ended up doing our box office predictions then and there, and we pretty much decided to take predictions for us. In that you predicted us was going to make forty-seven million, while I predicted that us was going to make. Uh, 60 million. Well, I'm happy to say it's got that. You, you've smashed it. Um, yeah! Us out of nowhere put in 70 million dollars. I told you the power of Jordan Peele and you didn't listen to me. Actually, um, what was your. When did you see this? Uh, you saw opening night? Yeah. Yeah. You, um, What was your screen like? My was packed. Was it sold? Yeah. I seen this on Saturday Saturday night in IMAX. Yeah, or not IMAX. I sense. Yeah, yeah. So it was also sold out. Yeah, but um, it hasn't been selling out as of yet in Ireland. Oh yeah, from my experience in the business. In fer- in fairness, I don't. But I just, I see why though. Like, it's getting word of mouth though, so it's starting to pick up. It's the exact same thing as get out word of mouth, and again, like just it's twenty million budget. Yeah, like, Jordan Peele, Jordan small budget, always delivers. On, on the topic of uh, box office, right, this is the, the highest grossing original movie since Avatar. Yep. Let that sink in. That is amazing, I think. It makes absolutely no sense. I think that is incredible and I'm very happy about that. But what do you think this means for the future of Hollywood? Because this could be a big moment. I think especially because of the people... It pretty much tell, for me, it tells me that people want to go see independent stuff. People want to see stuff that is not massive studio-focused. People want to see more stuff that doesn't... People want to see films that are just films and are not, like, slopefest. fests Yeah. And as well, for me, as well as I said before, this is the first film, par film period, to have a predominantly black cast and be led by a core black cast. To me, it's the same thing as Black Panther in that. That means people want to see more things that are more multicultural like so um I think that it sort of means not every movie has to be superhero yeah like there is a place I love superhero movies oh so and but I'm trying to find it here that's why I'm sort of stalling <laughs> but i seen a thing um it was a list of the original movies that topped the box office. And there's only been like ten in the last ten years that haven't been sequels, so if you give me a second. I feel like I'm trying to think of any film that I could have been. Well one was Get Out. Yeah, of course. I think Get Out was the last one. Get Out Oh, uh, Got Out, Get Out. That got Out, Get Out. Get Out would have to be the last one easily. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of what it could actually have been because if Happy you know, Death Day was one of them, the first one. Really? Yeah. Ah. Um, nearly all of them were horror movies. I'm not surprised, like considering how people just show up for horror movies. Um, I'm sure. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, That's actually a very tough thing thing to think about now. Um, because there actually hasn't been a, a lot. Yeah. So I don't know if I can find it here. Oh, oh I, I found what? my list. Okay, tell me So, original movies since 2017 So, excuse me, I said 10 years, it was 2017 That have been... Okay, so, any predictions? There is... One, two, three, four There's about seven? Yeah Give me me one of them Give me one of them Get Out is the first one Of course, yeah Dunkirk Dunkirk? Yeah, Hogo the Hitman's Bodyguard, Frozen? This is 2017. Oh, 2017, sorry, sorry. So, Hitman's so, Bodyguard, so yeah. So, this last two years. Happy Death Day. K. A Quiet Place. Yeah. Us. And there's one more. What is it? And it one came out oh, last year, late last year. Did I see it? I, I haven't seen it. Oh. Uh, awards? Oh god, no. It's Ad? Comedy. Stan. Uh, Holmes and Watson? For Homes and Watson club. And what? Night School. I don't know, yeah, that's what I mean. Oh my gosh. And it was actually David uh, Ehrlich, who posted this, you follow him? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. he posted it and he said, I'm calling Night School a movie, is kind of a stretch. That's fair, because I wouldn't call it a movie either. Yeah. That's, so, in the last, well, it'll be basically two years and three months, hmm. that's It's not many. Yes. That shows there's 52 weeks in a year. That's 100 weeks worth of movies. Wow. And there's only that many original. Like, even if you look at the next few months, none of the ones after us that are going to top will be. They'll all be adaptations. Up until maybe the end of the year. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Like, a lot of it is just adaptation. Yeah. I don't see another one that will. will That sucks. Doesn't it? Like, it doesn't I'm like, all for original film, like, and that that sucks to me. Yeah, and even, like, a lot of those aren't the ones, like, like, the only truly original, original ones to me is A Quiet Place and Us. Yeah. Happy Death Day. Like, and Get Out. Okay, never mind. But I mean, like, one of them's Pixar. Yeah. One of them's a Nolan film. I know that's original, so it's still good, but that's based on his name. Yeah. So, and one's Sam Jackson and Ryan Reynolds. Of course. So I feel like for independent cinema in general and smaller movies, Mm. they're not getting as much, like, focus as they used to. Yeah. Like, the properties that when they... Imagine being around when, like, E.T., The Goonies... Or they're like, like all top of the box office, yeah. and they were great. Um, that just—it's funny because it's not as if I'm not excited for like Avengers and for Shazam. And no, no, for, no, no oh, it. It's not that I'm not excited yeah. that, but the fact that it's not—they're not doing, great. they're not getting doing great—sucks to me. Like we were talking before we went on air, how after next week, the week after, we have Shazam, Pet Cemetery, and another movie, mm. and. Called Missing Link, which is the new like yeah the like new like A A movie, movie, which is gonna be, which I'm sure will be great. Which no one knows about. No one knows about it, and no one's gonna see it. See, and I just feel like the original movies are being completely overshadowed by these big budget movies. Which is, it's good that the big budget movies are there, and I, I yeah you kind of want some shine on the well. It's it's funny because you look at the last release by like uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. That made 77 million against a 60 million budget. That's not that world. worldwide. That's worldwide. That's <laughs> not great. Yeah. Fun fact, the guy who voices Cooper Art Parkinson is from my hometown. Really? I've met him several times. You've told me this, yeah, yeah, you have. Oh, no, that's really nice. Yeah. Wait, so you're from Moville? I am from Moville. Moville. I went to Moville Community College. Lovely, in Moville, Inish Owen, County Donegal in Ulster. Let um, me get let me get our predictions then for next week. Yeah, so next week we only have Dumbo. We only have Dumbo. That's gonna be a tough one, I think. I'm so excited! I'm excited, and I'm sure, actually think it's gonna be quite good. <laughs> I see but it. I don't know how I don't know how it's gonna go, do box office wise. I I thought I'd look up the original for some insight there. The original's one point six million. Yeah, I I'm like well, that's straight to DVD. Oh, is that right? Surely that's good. No, it's story. not straight DVD. It's Dumbo. Uh, yeah, but production budget. Um, oh my God! What? The original Dumbo came out in 1941. Yes. You're kidding me. Yeah. You no. don't know that? I thought it was like 60s or something. No, 70s. 1941. Oh my. God. Sure. When did Snow White come out? 30s. Yes. Yeah. Dumbo, like Dumbo's 1941. Oh, t- so here, come here. So. <laughs> I like <a> Dumbo, <laughs> 19- <laughs> Dumbo, 1941. Bammy, 1942. Um. What else? Uh, Alice in Wonderland, 51. Cinderella, 1950. Peter Pan, 1953. Are these all like. They all came out like. It was interesting. Disney just decided to release a film every year. Disney has actually nearly released a film every year for. Yonks. Remember Over the Range? Over the I do remember Over the Range. On, I don't think about Over the Range. What bar? Mm. But what would be your prediction for Dumbo? See, I'm trying to figure this out of my head. Yeah. Because um, I did some research into this. Of course. And I seen that Cinderella opened with 69 million. As well as Maleficent. What about Beauty and the Beast? Beauty and the Beast was way more than both. That was in the hundreds. Because hmm. that, um, that made over a billion. I know. Yeah, it, yeah. So it infuriates it. me. Like it, it was the weakest of all of them. Yeah. Um, Give me a second. It made one point two billion worldwide. Yeah, I know. It was that's what? like that's ridiculous to me. What? Um, its opening was. Bear with me. At one hundred and seventy four million mm. for the But the one I'm sort of curious to see. Mary Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. I don't think made a lot of money. It made 147 worldwide and opened with twenty three million. Yeah, like that's. Yeah. But okay, hold on Dumbo, I'm going to say Because Dumbo has a lot of things going for it And the fact that it's Dumbo And also it's Timber I'm going to say that Dumbo is going to open with, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here But I'm going to say 65 million 65 million, yeah, really? Yeah, I think it's going to be good Okay, that's actually Wow I know, that's a lot That's quite a lot Yeah Um... I think it is also actually going to do very well it's a Burton movie I'm going to say it's going to do I'm going to say 57 million really? yeah I think it's going to do well yeah I think it's because again Dumbo and Burton but yeah. I'm going to say 57 overall we quite yeah. quite close in there yeah it's it could be less. <laughs> it could be uh, less. It won't. I don't. I can't say it being more than that. I don't think. It, I still think it's gonna break even. I think they're gonna yeah. do well. Because I remember last week when we were talking, I said Dumbo would open more than us. And, and you got it wrong. Yeah, no, I'm wrong. It won't open. More it than won't us. open more than us. I think. Yeah. No. And so, I, but I think it's still gonna open strong. So you're saying sixty five? Yeah. I'm saying fifty seven, and that is our lock. Yeah, and I think. The only other movie out this week, and I don't even I never even heard of it, is called Unplanned. That's are you curious to know what this is? Unplanned? I, see the, the title alone just makes it sound like it's not like okay. Abby Johnson becomes the youngest clinic doc, de- clinic director in the history of planned parenthood that a life-changing experience turns her into an anti-abortion activist. Wow yeah okay I'm just not, yeah, I don't we're, just talk, not gonna we're not, not going to talk this. about this no yeah. we're not going to touch that no do you want to know what <laughs> you want to see the poster for it oh I've seen, I'm looking at it now <laughs> oh you're looking at it yeah what she saw changed everything yeah that's actually not what I was expecting this movie to be yeah I, I was thought, I thought like, thought yeah. It, like I thought it was going to be like the teen, complete opposite of what this was teen heart yeah uh, no it's kind of a disgusting film yeah oh here's something right like I knew there was something else I want to talk yeah. about while we're still on box office. Yeah. We need to go back for the people who never heard how we did with our predictions with Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, of course. Well, if we want to talk about that, the thing is, you won. It did win. You did win because Captain Marvel made. It's nearly at a billion worldwide. Captain Marvel's nearly a billion worldwide, and I'm an idiot for not saying that it wouldn't make a billion, because. You predicted I predicted it was gonna make $140 million. You predicted it was gonna make $165 million. But you won overall last week, did you not? No, you get you won overall. Did I, yeah. You got Wonder Park, right? Because uh, you got five feet apart. Yeah I got I got five feet apart. No, I got Wonder Park and you got five feet apart. Oh really? Yeah, you won overall. Uh-huh. No, it was a draw. It was a draw last week. Because we had we had something we had four films. What was the other one? Was it? I have the. I end. know, I didn't win, win. last week. I think remember us saying it was a draw, but I feel like we miscounted. Because we, we did, Because yeah. we only had three movies. Yeah. I think you actually won last week, because I think you got Wonder Park. And I definitely didn't get five feet apart, because hmm. I underpredicted. Because I said five, and you said eight, and they got over yeah. 13. Oh. The only one is Wonder Park, if you can see if you have them. I don't have it here. Um, <laughs> oh no, I do. Um, yeah, Wonder Park. See, I so I predicted right? Wonder Park made fourteen. Yeah, sorry. You no, you know, you did win. because uh, I predicted Wonder Park made twenty million. You said fourteen million. What did it make? Uh, it didn't make that. Uh, Wonder Park opening made. Box office. Yeah. Loading, it's loading. It's loading. It's loading. It's loading. It's loading. loading. It opened 15 million Yes, you won Okay, so Yeah yeah. You, you won This is the first week I've won in months Yeah you, I'm you so happy you're, And maybe you'll win again next week I probably won't, realistically <laughs> No But well, with that said With that said It's time for the 50 Cent Challenge Go, 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 go. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. We're going to sip a party like it's your birthday. Liam de you gave me this film, a little film called Alien Autopsy, starring Anton Deck. For, for anyone who's not from Ireland, Ant McCartney and Declan Donnelly are a comedy duo called Aunt and Deck, who are known mainly for hosting shows such as Britain's Got Talent and I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, uh, Red or Black. Um, Tech Santa Loads of like Reality shows Over in the UK And they're pretty I'm not gonna lie I really like Ant & Dec They're very funny people I think You know Anti-alcoholism aside I don't care how Like tense that got Wait What? This is 2006 This is a 2006 film I thought this was 90s I thought it was 90s as well And then I looked And it was like Oh it's It's a very 2000s film But this film is basically—it's frame—it's actually based on a true story. (laughs) Okay. It's based on these events related to a famous alien autopsy film that were found by two guys, Ray Santilli, Ray Santilli, and Gary Shufield. And basically, how it was was they went, they they go to America because they're looking to find memorabilia for a stall that Ray runs, and they meet this guy. Who sells them a silent black and white film that's supposed to be of Elvis? Like, and it, you no, know, of Elvis. But then he says, hey, I've got this other film. You wanna come back to my place and see it? And so he takes them to, he takes them to Florida to show them a 1947 film of the autopsy of an alien. Okay, that sounds like really seedy. It, it is fairly seedy, yet they end up, they end up going, he says he's gonna sell it for $30,000. So they have to go now and find a guy to invest in them, to go and get it. Okay. And from there, it goes into like. They find a documentary filmmaker played by Bill Pullman, i.e. the president from Independence Day. My God. Who just ends us? The guy who they buy the film off is played by Harry Dean Stanton, who you've seen in things. He's a very. He's not. He sadly passed away a couple years ago. But he was in Pretty in Pink, Last Temptation of Christ, Godfather Part 2, he was in Alien, he was in Escape from New York, The Green Mile. I don't know was in Godfather Part 2. Godfather Part 2, let me get it up right now. But he's a very prolific actor. Um, he was an FBI agent. He was unnamed. Uh, I can see who he was in Alien though. Um, he was... In Alien he was Brett, Brett. the engineering tech. Uh, yeah. So, like, he's a very prolific actor, he's a, also really, really good. Um, but yeah, this film is. It's funny. Surprisingly funny, yeah. It's an Although a lot of that just comes from Anthony Deck. And a lot of it is also unintentional. Because I just can't. Because anytime I see Anthony Deck, they're both acting quite seriously in this film. Really? Like, there's, the comedy really comes from the banter between the two of them and the chemistry. And it's like, it's like Deck is kind of the one leading the show. Yeah. While Ant is kind of like the more comic comedic relief while Deck's a straight man. That's which is, funny. Which I would have thought would be the other way around. But it works. And it's fine. And again, and there's some funny moments, there's a couple of funny lines, and a lot of the stuff around them watching the film is kind of just stupid. Purely because Ant is looking at it as a guy from England. And he's like, what the fuck's this? I don't know. Oh, was their acting mm-hmm. like like the it... acting is fine? That's awesome. It's not like it's not it's not the it's not great, but it's not terrible. And like there, are, like Bill Pullman is in here, and he's just like over the top, and like kind of fine, and just like fine. But they're just like acting straight. They're not like it's such a strange film in general because they're not bad. That's, that's confusing. It's like it's a perfectly fine film, indeed. Like I was really hoping cause I think to cover Because I went to our local shop yeah. And I found it And I like This is it This is the one that breaks you mm. And I still haven't found it yet Sex in the City 2 came close But I'm positive I can top it Like for like, I don't know cause was, the effect, was there aliens in it? No Well know. We don't know <laughs> At least on the we don't, They don't actually know Because What happens is they come when they come back to England. They find out that the film is degraded from humidity, so it's ruined. And so, because they want to, they want to avoid a load of repercussions because they've just gone and convinced the guy to give them thirty grand. Yeah. And uh, to, to avoid repercussions, they decide to remake the film. This is the whole thing about the film. They try to remake it. Oh. Yeah, and try to, and then end up giving it to someone. And then they end up trying to sell the film and try and get distribution for it. This is so weird. They go to Argentina to promote it. And then at some stage, the art dealer is killed by a Land Rover whilst he was just standing around naked in the crop circle. What? Yeah. yeah. Right. And then the end... Of, they then find out that... At the end, how the film ends, I'm going to spoil it for anyone to see it, how the film ends is... They find out that basically the film could be restored. Some of the original autopsy film could be restored if they wanted to. They then look at the results and they decide to bury the film. Did they tell you what's on it? No. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's no. like it's literally like the Pulp Fiction thing of like, oh, you can see them watching it, but they can't watch the film. Her, alien autopsy, the Pulp Fiction. Get out. Like, and Jimmy Carr is in this as well, actually. <laughs> right. So something about this for you okay okay because i just did some low digging there yeah it was directed by johnny campbell okay yes don't look don't look i know who johnny campbell is oh you do i do yeah do you know what two episodes of doctor who he did uh the vampires of menace on vincent and the doctor ah that's what i was gonna ask you are they any good uh vincent doctor is one of the most beautiful episodes of doctor who period who's in it uh what doctor uh 11th doctor and Matt smith uh it's it's a beautiful episode it was written by richard curtis Oh. Yeah, Vambars of Venice is fine, it's, it's eh, they're it in it Venice, it, that's it. did an episode of Westworld? Uh, what episode did you do Westworld? I pra- pass, so I'll read you I again. feel like, ooh, was that? It's, okay, I'll read you the description. Let me actually, I can get that up. It's button. episode five. Oh, episode, what uh, episode says that? That is, uh, that's fine. Yeah, it has an 8.4 in IMDb. Yeah, it's a fine episode. It's, so, it's more, it's the halfway point, so like you're not going to really expect it much. But he never topped Alien Autopsy. He never topped Alien Autopsy. I don't think. Uh, overall, oh, I like F- Phoenix Nights. Yes, he did. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> overall, though, this one was like just, I just like I don't even have words. It's just kind of fine. It's a perfectly fine film. If you're looking to watch like a comedy, go ahead and watch it. Ant and Deck are fine. Um, I, I'm sorry. What do you want to tell This is actually this is crazy. Don't look. Okay? Yeah. This movie was written by the same guy who wrote How to Train Your Dragon. Will Davis wrote Johnny English, How to Train Your Dragon. He went from Johnny English, Alien Autopsy, Flushed Away, How to Train Your Dragon, John, Johnny English 3, Puss Boots Beats, Johnny English 4 or 3, uh, I don't know. What? The fuck? Stop where my mom will shoot. Oh my god. <laughs> that's just. that's Crazy, it's it was that's hilarious. Piece, yeah, because that's brilliant. Because like when you are saying, I was like, I wonder if you wrote this. That is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, overall, though, I don't think I buy it for fifty cents. No, like it's a, it's, it's nothing special. <laughs> it just sounds like ninety minutes. It's it's like ni- It's like yeah, it is like ninety. Yeah, it does right ninety there. minutes of your life. No, no, sure. It's not. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not disappointed that I watched it. Like it's a, it's ninety-five minutes. Sorry, but it's a fine film. Okay, well, before I give you one that I think you'll like, I'm right you've seen it. Well, you need to talk about your one. I know. Which was Little Miss Sunshine. Yay! Yeah, Woo! The classic of 2005? Six. 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 Yeah, so Little Miss Sunshine was directed by Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Farris. It's about a family who are all going through shit. Mm -hmm. And um, the young daughter, played by Abigail Spencer, gets into a Little Miss Sunshine beauty pageant. Abigail Breslin. What I say, Spencer? Yes. Yeah. Um, Damn, I always do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So basically, the the whole family—you have Greg Knie, Paul Dano, Alan Arkin, Tony Glatt. Tony Clap, and a terrific Steve Corral. Oh, um, go on a road trip in a big uh, camper van to um, Hotel Rolando, I believe it was called. I can't remember. Yes, that's it. Yeah, I can't remember where exactly it was, but um, basically. This movie, in my head, when I first seen it, I must have been like 15 or 16. Yeah. I thought it was really, really good. Like, an excellent film. I mean, I never actually came around to revisiting it until... And now that you have? Last night. I think it's very good. But yeah. there are some things I feel don't hold up and... Really? It's not as great as I remember. It is very, very good. Yeah. It would be a 4 out of 5 for me. Okay. But I thought it was a 5 out of 5. Now I feel like um, okay, so let me go into it. So um, I felt that, that for starters, Greg Kinnear isn't very good. And really? Yeah, I didn't think he was great. Oh. I know. I thought he was the weak link in the film, and that his acting wasn't up to the other people. And to be honest, like Greg Kinnear is a fine actor, but he, he was, was a pretty good actor. Isn't in anything like he hasn't had that performance for him. I mean, he was in. This, he was nominated for an Oscar before, for *As goes as it Gets*. Ah, uh, yeah. Haven't seen *As goes as it Gets*. Jack exactly. Nicholson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I just found this like um, Abigail Breslin's adorable mm. as uh, Olive yes yeah. who's the, the little girl and of course, like, yeah. who's being taught by her drug-fueled granddad by alan arkin <laughs> alan arkin's great in this film isn't he? yeah he's really good mm. but my main problem with this is steve Burrell's character who's um recovering from a suicide attempt is um he portrays um a gay man in it mm. and there's a lot of gay jokes oh. there's a lot of gay jokes and i know that's can one. i ask how stereotypical is his performance not at all okay not at all he was steve would gave a really good performance he was just like it didn't his sexuality didn't matter but there were good be like okay so basically there's a scene where um they pull over to go for a pit stop and um alan arkin's like wants him to buy him some some porn magazines right oh. so he gave them mm, for alan arkin so he tells them to buy the magazines and buy yourself a derogatory term that rhymes with mags. So he says that then okay, mag yeah. and I like, oh I don't like that. I don't like that either. And stuff like that, and there's a bit where like the cop pulls them over. Yeah. Cause you remember that bit? Yeah. Do you remember how to get away with it? How to get away with it. Because he sees the magazine and he's like, Wow, you're into this sort of thing? He's talking to Greg from the air and he's like, Oh, yeah, yeah, and like, man, I really like that. And then he sees the the the, the gay magazine, and he's like, oh, and he just sort of like makes yeah, oh, like that, yeah, and I was like, that bit it was really badly dated. But, that's really uncomfortable for me. Yeah, that's why like it was sort of Threw me off It a little bit. Yeah, like but there is a lot to love in this film. Okay, like the way the scenes are shot, the opening twenty minutes. For the most part, it's nearly just one sequence. And after like five minutes introducing everyone, yeah. just like about 20 minutes in their sitting room, just them <laughs> um, like have a conversation and deciding what to do. And it, okay. it's brilliant. Paul uh, Dano, who um, I thought he's playing a 15 year old in this, and he was born in the 80s. Jesus. Yeah. and But I was convinced because I googled it. I like Paul Dano in his 20s. Cause he, Paul Dano is in his 30s, I think. I think he was born in 1980 He's 34 Yeah but I was And this was about So it would have been about twenty, twenty-two, 22 hmm. Playing a 15 year old um, and No but it works Like I was like In He just looks young again. Yeah I but, think he's a brilliant actor Oh he's, he's a greatness I think he's 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 been in He's had such great roles That he deserves his due H- So Him and Steve Grell Are the standouts on this So Paul Dano Isn't speaking Because he's mm-hmm. doing A vow of solemn silence Until he goes to the air academy but then there's a heartbreaking scene. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna spoil it because it was out for thirteen years. Yeah, you've seen this. Um, where he finds out that he's colorblind and he can't like join the army, and he just breaks down mm. and he's screaming and like no one knows what to do. Like it uh, just and he's like gets so emotional that he starts yelling at his family. There's like spit coming out of his mouth. Like man, it's just, tall, yeah. Like it's a great like. It's a great film, general And the uh, the beauty pageant scene um towards the end mm-hmm. when um all of those her dance routine mm-hmm. is hysterical. Oh yeah. Do you remember at all? I don't know. No. So she's like, it's <laughs> like her, really. It's Alan Arkin taught her to dance the granddad. Mm-hmm. No, I do remember yeah. this, and oh. it's so crazy, and so it's like almost like like. Crawling and growling Jesus and terrifying. No. And there was those feelings so the family would go on stage and join her. Yeah. And it was really good oh. um, Yeah, it was it, it is a very good movie. I think what carries it through is the the dramatic moments in it. It's like gross. Tony Collette is does like a really like um very like what what do you call it? Under Underrated. Understated? Understated performance. Like, she's terrific, as she always is. But um, it's a great movie, but it's not the excellent one I remember Okay. Else. And I do recommend that you go see it, though. You know, for the longest time, I thought it was a Wes Anderson film. Yeah, no, the only other movies these guys have made was something... Ruby Sparks and Malibus Sexes. Yeah. yeah, that's Ruby Sparks, that was Yeah, I haven't actually seen... Ba- you, you, Battle of Sexes? I have seen either of them. Uh, Ruby's Sparks is fun. It's a fun film. It's Paul Dano yeah. again. It's like romantic comedy kind of thing. And, uh, Battle of Sexes I haven't seen. I've heard yeah. it's fine. Yeah, that seems to be a general consensus. Mm. I mean, it's, it's Steve Carell and Emma Stone, so... Yeah, I also think this is Carell's best dramatic role. Really? Yeah. Even better than Big Short? Yes. Not by much. <laughs> yeah, not by much. I think Carell's a really good actor, but I'll never forgive him because... I
1: don't think
0: we were have we been friends, but we weren't, like, talking we were talking. Oh, for, for when? So, basically, at the start of this year, yeah, it was my birthday, and um, I was... You saw Beautiful Boy. Didn't no, you? no I saw Welcome to Marvin on my year, my yeah, birthday. Yeah, no, sorry, it was, it was one of those films, yeah. yeah. And while we're on the concept of uh, screenplays, right? Because you know I like my screenplays. Yeah. It was written by Michael Arndet. Arndt. Arndt? Who went on to do Toy Story 3, Oblivion, Hunger Games, on Fire, Walk in the Woods, Inside Out, and The Force Awakens. Those are some great movies. That's a, like, a very mixed... like. A lot of them are career. great. Holy God. Yeah. And he actually writes his films as De Bruyne. So we have similar names. Ah. Yeah, there you go. Hmm, wow. Well. I don't know what he does next. But Little Miss is... Probably... I'd give it a, a euro. It's still- you give it a euro? Yeah, it's still really good. It's a little bit dated, but... No I mean, he he was nominated for best original and best adapted screenplay. Do you wanna know who he's nominated for best adapted screenplay for though? Of his movies? Yeah, he was nominated because he wrote Toy Story three, and he got nominated for that. Does that da- count as adapted? Yeah. Why? Adapted from the first. It's good. I don't know. Cause the sequel. His sequel's gone, under adapted. Uh, I think so. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. Yeah, that's um, pretty. That's pretty crazy, but. He also was a part of the senior creative team of Wall-E. He was really, to, he really became a part of Pixar after he did that. So cool. And he wrote, he wrote Force Awakens uh, Inside Out. In first, he wrote the best Hunger Games film, which I, I love. But he always credits himself as different people. Because he's yeah. been credited as Rick Curb as well for A Walk in the Woods. I just wanted to say on topic of this, and um, Brian Cranston's in this were a scene. He yeah. is spotting a great beard. Brian Cranston should always have a beard. Yes, he should. I think that brings us to a close. I think unless you wanna talk oh yeah, no, no we know. I have to give you your phone for next week. Do you wanna You me- can give me yours. You can give me yours. Okay, so straight up we started this with you with the day after tomorrow. Yeah. So I think it's time for us to go a little bit full circle and go back to Jake Gyllenhaal Hall with Donnie Darko. Aww, oh, Okay. I've actually never seen Donnie Darko.
1: What? I've never seen that
0: Oh I'm so excited you know, you, and I, I feel like I'm going to enjoy it I also feel it's going to be dated I love it Yeah, yeah I love that movie Yeah I know, I'm know. i looking forward to it I will be The only film I've seen From that director Is uh, Southland Tales And Southland Tales is awful Who's in that? Uh, every act The Rock is in that Have I seen that? Uh, Southland Tales Is a really <laughs> stupid film The Rock is in it uh, Sean William Scott is in it Sarah Michelle Gellar Mandy Moore Justin Timberlake it's very bad. The Rock and Son Williams got have more than welcome to the jungle, or the Runaway, as it's known in America. Yes. What? It is not called welcome to the jungle in America. It's called the Run Run Down or Runaway. Huh? Yeah. Fun fact. Well, do you know what? I'm gonna watch it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have thoughts on it for next week. What's I? Uh, your one is the ninety. Actually, I need to see actually what year it came out because I'm not sure. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> sure. It is the. 2005 military science fiction action film, uh, Stealth, starring Josh Lucas, Jessica Biel, and Jamie Foxx. What? (laughs) Yeah. Have I I seen this? This follows three top fighter pilots as they join a project to develop an automated robotic stealth aircraft. Oh. Oh, God. (laughs) Wow. I hope you're excited. Oh, it's made... By the guy who made Father beers and Triple X. Yeah, and it's direct it's written by W. D. Richter, who won, he wrote Big Trouble in Little China. Ah, yeah. Invasion good. Dracula, Invasion the Body Snatchers. Okay. Uh Brew Baker. He wrote Slither from nineteen seventy three. Was more recently? Uh, that was the last film he wrote. This? Stealth. Yeah. Is he dead? Uh, nope. Oh. He's seventy three, he's probably retired. Just Lucas. Just Lucas, oh. what's, what's Josh the, Lucas of. What's. Josh Lucas of. A Beautiful Mind, Hulk, uh, Red Dog. I feel like he's a face you'll know to see. Wow. This is the second. Uh, this full circle for me. Could you give me Jamie Foxx with Miami Vice? I did, yeah. And now we're back with Jamie. That oh, was unintentional. Yeah. Huh. The, well, here we are. Uh, and I, I like Jessica Biel, so maybe it'll be okay. I'm not good. Maybe. With that then, thank you very much for listening guys and we will both see you next week. Thank you for joining me Scott. Hey! Hey.